Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday, and thank you for joining me tonight for the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, dating coach, matchmaker, and founder of singleinthecity.ca. Have you ever heard of the five love languages and how they play an important role in your relationships? Tonight's guest, Chi Love, is going to be joining us to chat about what love languages are. Chi is a certified matchmaker. She is the founder of NY8 Love and Dating Service and one of my favorite people on Clubhouse who talks about all of the things. <laughs> She's an important member of the Single in the City team. And tonight, we're going to be discussing what the love languages are, how you can find out what yours is, and how you can use these to strengthen your relationship. Well, thank you for joining me tonight, Chi Love. It's about time. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, so where are you calling in from today? Seattle, Washington. Nice, 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 nice. All right, so before we really get into it and dive into the five love languages, I'd love for you to maybe explain what a love language is and why they are so important for a relationship. Because let me tell you, like if I knew what love languages were years ago, probably would have saved uh, several of my relationships. I would have been married by now, for goodness sake. <laughs> um, so what, what are love languages? Yeah, so that's a great question. Love languages are ways that we express love for each other mm-hmm. romantically, um, but sometimes it can translate to friendship-wise and family dynamics. But in the romantic sense, it's how we express love to others and also how we want to receive it in return. That's what love languages are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so and love languages basically, they affect the depth of connection and communication within a relationship. And and the way that I like to describe it um, is we all have an emotional love tank that needs to be filled on a regular basis. It's like, you know, with gas, let's say, let's say you're going to the gas, you know, station. It's what fuels your soul. Now, when your love tank is full, you feel better about yourself and the world around you. You get along with others better. You're more patient. You're more willing to work on your relationship, et cetera. But when your love tank is empty, right, we run out of gas, we're crabby, we're cranky, and we're miserable, and we refuse to work on our relationship. So now that we know what a love language is, let's have a little chat about the love languages and um, what they are for those who aren't familiar. So let's go through them all. Um, I love going, okay, let's start with words of affirmation. You go ahead. Mm. Words of affirmation. So that is someone that needs to be affirmed with words, um, saying stuff like, ooh, you look really beautiful today, or you got this, or I'm so proud of you, or babe, I appreciate you. Right? Stuff yeah. that, that's really encouraging and like lifts them up. And if you love them, tell them you love them. And Absolutely. it's taking the time to tell your partner that you're, you know, you're happy to have them in your life. It's saying, hey, you know, you make me so happy, or I love the way you care for our children, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so then there's acts of service. 
Yeah, so acts of service is when someone shows with their actions how they feel about you. And it can be something as simple as taking out the garbage or mm-hmm. filling your car up with gas when they know you're running late or low or doing something that alleviates any task and makes your life a little bit easier. That's an act of service. Like, let me service you as an act to show you how much I care. I love that one. That's one of my top love languages. All right, then there's gift giving, so receiving gifts. Yeah, and a lot of people get judged for this one. (laughs) Well, yeah, but it doesn't, it can be just a token of appreciation. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift. It just can be like, hey, like I was thinking about you today. Maybe it's a a small bouquet of, of your favorite flowers, or maybe it's their favorite chocolate bar that you picked up while you were doing groceries, right? Yes, all of the above. And that's the thing. That's what people miss all the time. So I'm so glad that you said that, Laura, because it does mean more so how are you expressing that you care about me or how are you expressing that you're paying attention by this token that I wasn't expecting to receive? So it doesn't really have to be a materialistic thing. It's definitely the thought behind it. And it just shows that I cared about you. And like you said, I was thinking about you or I remember that you liked this and I saw this on my way. Here. Yes. Yes. And it's less about monetary value and more about the meaning behind the gift. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Here's another one of my favorites physical touch. I think this one's yours too. (laughs) I'm only assuming. (laughs) And I think this one is kind of straightforward, but let's explain it anyway. Yeah. So this can be as simple as when your partner is washing the dishes even or watching TV and you just come and put your head on their shoulder or giving them a nice, gentle back rub or a hug. Or you go up and you, you know, you grab their butt, you know. Yeah. Grab it, pinch it, slap it, whatever, you know, just (laughs) okay. Right. So little things like kissing, holding hands, cuddling, you know, sex, right. Yeah, yes. I love that. Physical yeah. touch. When I'm attracted to my partner, like, I cannot keep my hands off them. And then somebody, when I meet somebody new and I'm really attracted to them, they're like, are you always going to be like this? I'm like, yeah, you treat me right, and I will always be like this. It's a true story. <laughs> yes. right, then there is the last one. There's quality time. And I think this one is fairly straightforward, but again, so but let's explain it. Yeah, well, everyone knows that time is the most valuable gift that we can give someone as humans because it's the one thing that we can give that we'll never get back, right? Um, So these type of people don't really care what you're doing with them as long as you're spending time with them. You can even be sitting on the couch in silence watching one of your favorite shows or just going to the grocery store or even going to the gym together, right? Just spending that quality time with that individual to truly show them, I value you. Now, Let me show you by spending time with you. Yeah. So what, what if you're together 24-7 and you're constantly on your phone or watching TV while the other person's doing something else? Does that count as spending quality oh, time per- with someone? Because I, I would assume that it doesn't because my, my ex-partner used to complain about that all the time. I, I, like, I would be sitting in the same room. We would be talking, but I would be doing my thing and he would be doing his thing. But that wasn't enough. <laughs> it's like, well, what do you want from me? Well, was quality time his primary? Was that his primary love language or? Yeah. Oh, okay. See, and I think it means, that's the thing. Love languages are just a blueprint, right? But you have to do a dive deep with your partner and see, okay, well, what can I do to make you feel the most valued and appreciated? So maybe for him, 
it's more than just being in the same room or whatever the case may be. Maybe he needs more attention while spending quality time. And there are some people that are that way. And other people are like, no, I'm perfectly fine with you doing your thing and me doing mine. But again, that's when communication comes up. All right. So it's important to know what your love language is, right? So you may be saying to yourself, okay, well, I identify with all five of the love languages, right? Um, Now, true, it's true that we can connect with all of them. But I feel like we do generally have one or two that stand out the most. I thought I had two, but now I'm thinking I may have three. And like, it's a Mm -hmm. toss up, right? Um, So, and some of us don't have any idea of what our love language is. So how do we go about finding out what our love language is? Like what speaks to us? Yeah. So um, I would highly recommend taking the actual quiz by Gary Chapman. It's very helpful and it's very free, (laughs) but um, that would give you some insight because it actually breaks it down by percentage (laughs) and now they have it color coded. So it's very easy to read. Um, And I can provide that resource if you'd like me to. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so you would just go to www.five, just the number five, lovelanguages.com. That is actually the official site um, based on the book by Gary Chapman. And Um, how long would it take? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah, so honestly, that's a great question. And people ask me that all the time because I actually require my clients. People don't have patience, right? (laughs) <laughs> they don't. But honestly, it shouldn't take no more than five minutes, honestly, five to seven minutes, really. Um, the questions are very straightforward. Sometimes they do kind of seem repetitive a bit, but there's there's a reason why they do that. They're trying to censor down to like or narrow it down to what your top one, two or three are. But yeah, and love languages can change over time. They really can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your love languages? I don't feel I love one. <laughs> yes, the physical touch for sure, and quality time. Those are my top two by far. Okay, so quality time is yours. So, what do you expect? Like, how much quality time uh, do you need? Honestly, is it like a daily I, thing? Is it a weekly thing? Like, what do you base it on? Yeah. So for me, I don't care what we're doing as long as we're spending time with each other. I'm the type of person where you could be reading a book and I could be watching a show, and as long as we're together. Yeah. I like you kind of touching. I'm fine. You know, just I like you being in my presence. <laughs> I love that too. All right. See, yeah. I didn't think that was quality time. I thought quality time was giving your partner your undivided attention. So that's good to know because I love but that too. People, I, but Laura, for some people it is. Like for you and I, we're on the same wavelength, but there might be someone else that values quality time and they need that undivided attention. I wouldn't get along with that person. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Another way of figuring out uh, what your love language is is uh, by figuring out what 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 do you normally do for other people. Like, I want you to pay attention to your actions when you're talking to someone. I mean, do you pat them on the back? Maybe you touch their shoulder. That's me, right? Like, I'm Italian. That's what I do. I'm always touching people. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, then your love language, for example, if you do that, maybe physical touch, which mine is. Um, when someone isn't feeling well, do you send them a get well card or do you offer to help them in some way? Um, and if that's the case, then, then maybe your love language may be acts of service. So those are just, that's just another way of figuring out what your love language is. But we need to take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to discuss when should we have the love language talk with our partner, with our new partner. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you.
back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, AM 640. No, that's not. Why did she put that? You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta with tonight's guest, certified matchmaker, Chi Love, discussing the five love languages and how to discover yours. Let's jump right back in. Okay. Um, I'm loving this conversation. I'm so happy to have you here today. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Okay. It's important to know your love language, but... It's just as important to know what your partner's love language is as well. How can you tell what works best for them? Like, when should we have the love language talk with our new partner? In my opinion, I would have it as soon as possible. I know, right? right? <laughs> I am all about communication. Exactly. Uh, communicating boundaries, communicating standards, communicating love languages, like what I need to fill up that tank, you know? What do you need to fill up your tank? I think these are important conversations to have. Go yeah. ahead. Especially if you're dating with intention, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you intend, if you intend to build a long-lasting, sustainable relationship, these things are very important. Right, because you could be spending all this time. Well, I took out the trash and I washed the dishes, and she's just like, all I wanted you to do was kiss me and tell me you love me, and you're just like, what? <laughs> but I did X, Y, Z for you, right? So it's this disconnect that happens a lot of times because couples haven't taken the time to learn what each other's love language is. And yes, there's going to be times where, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I just wanted us to be more specific um, on timing because you said right away, but obviously like if you're chatting with someone on a dating app and you know, you're two conversations in through text, you're not going to be like, you may not be like what's your love language, but you may, I mean, I may do that, but if you don't feel comfortable doing that yet, uh, then you don't need to, but, but how soon is too soon or like, let's be more specific with timing. Yeah. I love this question. Okay. So what I've learned about timing is it's different for everyone. Right now, there's some people that like, oh, well, I want to take my time to truly get to know you. So maybe like a month or two and I can start opening up while other people are like, well, I don't even know if I want to get to know you romantically if we're not opening up to each other right now so I can know what I'm getting into. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) it all comes down to the person. Now, in my personal opinion, if this person is meeting all of your criteria in terms of what you're looking for in a partner and they have good energy, you can tell that you two are compatible, right? They want the same things as you. They're on the same wavelength. The communication just flows freely and easily. You're able to laugh and build and you feel comfortable and safe with this person. That might be a cue that you can say, you know what? I really like how things are going. I'm curious to know what your love languages are. And then they'll probably already know what their love languages are, or they won't, which can open up a whole nother conversation and allow you to dig even deeper to finding that person that you truly, truly want to have something beautiful with. Now, you're a matchmaker. Do most of your clients know what a love language is? Or do you have to educate most of them? I would say 60% of them do know what it is. But you know what? Honestly, five years ago, 60% didn't know what it was. Because when I wrote my book... (laughs) Right, like uh, my book, I think launched three or four years ago, and and I, I spoke about love languages in my book, and and I, I remember uh, you know doing a media tour, and and they didn't even know what a love language was, and this was only three or four years ago, and now all of a sudden everybody knows what a love language is. Well, most people, you're saying sixty percent, which is quite good. So it is quite good, yeah. And a lot of them, 
um, don't, <laughs> and that's okay, right? But I encourage everyone to take the test, especially if they say something like, oh, I took it years ago. I know it might not. But we change so much yearly, monthly, daily even. We're always learning new things about ourselves. And what people don't realize is the past relationships that you've been in can change or alter your love languages. Yes. And I agree with that because, like I had mentioned earlier, I think my love languages, not that they've changed, but I've added one. Like, I love gifts. And it's not necessarily my in, within my top two cause, because I think physical touch is number one and then acts of service. But I do love it when, you know, someone comes over and thinks of me, buys me flowers, or it's like, hey, you know, I just picked this up for you. I just find it so cute. And it just makes me like them a little more. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a thoughtfulness behind it. It's a thoughtfulness. Chi, yeah. once you know your partner's love language, how can you use this to help your partner feel happy in your relationship? Ah, uh, I love this question. Mm-hmm. It really depends on what it is, right? Um, if you find out that they do like physical touch, greeting them with more hugs, more kisses, more warmth, more cuddles, and especially cuddling after sexual intimacy, um, a lot of people that like physical touch tend to want to be held, right? Um, and just roll over. Want to be held too. <laughs> men do too. Yes, yeah, men want to be held con- too. See, and there's this misconception that guys just want to have sex, and it's like wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and then turn over and just you know, see ya, good night. Yeah, no, <laughs> and some of them want your hands on their chest, or yeah, some of them. Right. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Me too. And Me too. more examples. Give them some more examples. Yeah, or maybe um, uh, like fingernails through the scalp, like where you gently graze their scalp, or back rubs. Oh my goodness, back rubs are amazing. Especially I love that nice slow circular too. motion. Me too. <laughs> Me too. And when it comes to okay, we'll give another example when it comes to acts of service. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, maybe it's picking up some groceries. Uh, maybe you don't even live with the person, but they they had a busy week, and and you know you know what they what they need in the household. You just go grab it for them. Maybe they need a case of water, and they kind of hint, ah, I could use some water. You know, pick it up for them, bring it to them. It means everything. It just does. Those little things mean everything, don't they, Chi? Yeah, they do. They really do. They really do. Okay, so let's look at this situation then. What happens if you and your partner have different um, and conflicting love languages? Do you think that there's a way to work together despite needing love and affection in different ways? What do you think? Mm, That's such a good question. So, yes, but that's only if both parties are willing, (laughs) right? Um, A lot of people get stuck in their ways, and that's not how you grow. So if I know that your love language is very different from mine, I just have to work on speaking to you in that love language, right? Yeah. Um, it may not be mine, but I love you, and I want to show you that I love you. So I'm going to do X, Y, Z to show you that I love you. Even though I may not understand that way of loving, I'm still going to show you because I know it's important to you and how you need to feel love. And, you know, I it, it just it kills me how... Some people, they want a relationship. They want it really badly. But once they get in one, they're not willing to compromise. It's like my way or the highway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It can't be that way. 
you need to compromise in order to be a relationship? I think that's one of the most important questions to ask. Like, that's one of the questions that I ask when I meet somebody new. It's so important. Like, do you compromise? And that's something that I will offer up about myself as well. Like, one of the main things. You know, I'm, like, all about compromise. Are you? Definitely. Communication and compromise, they go hand in hand. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, and you may not need to speak the same love language to have a great and healthy relationship, but you do need to be willing to give a little on your end, like I mentioned, the compromise, just as much as they need it on their end. All right, so now once you've discovered your love language, what does that mean? How can you use this to help you understand um, past relationships and also to strengthen the current or future relationships? So one thing that's really important and one thing I will note is that a lot of people, once they discover their love language, they realize what happened in past relationships, right? Oh, like what I really needed was more affection. What I really really needed is words of affirmation and encouragement. That's what I really needed. And I wasn't able to communicate that because I didn't know that about myself. Mm -hmm. So I think it can be very instrumental with helping people realize, oh, (laughs) that's why that didn't work out. Now let me apply what I know now about myself to future relationships. Let me communicate this. I love that. And... I would love to give real-life examples of how love languages come into play into relationships. Um, I'll, I'll start, and I would love, you know, if you have one as well. Um, so I was in a relationship with this guy, and at the time, I, I didn't know why it wasn't working, right? But like, I look back now, and I'm like, ah, yeah, it makes so much sense now. Well, I'm very affectionate. I need affection in a relationship. And if I don't get that, then I I just don't feel loved, right? So I dated this guy, and it was fine in the beginning. He was real affectionate, but then as time went on, every time I tried to get near him or kiss him, like during sexual intercourse, things were great, but then when I tried to get near him other times, he would just, like, shoo me away, like, shoo, shoo, shoo. Yeah, and eventually I I grew so much resentment towards him, and... Yeah, I just, um, I, it, we ended up breaking up, obviously, and then I look back now, and I'm like, yeah, that's the reason. That was the reason, because my love language was, you know, um, physical touch, and he wasn't able to give me that. So I didn't feel love in that relationship. Do you have a story that you'd love to share? I actually have a very similar story. <laughs> Is it it's really? Yeah, okay. I also have another yeah. one when it comes to acts of service, but go ahead. Okay, so I dated this guy that, because I'd known him for so long and he'd been my crush for so long, um, there was so much electricity there, and I loved our chemistry, but what I didn't think about was our compatibility. I didn't ask him about love languages until three months in. At that time, I was already madly in love. But anyways, um, I always wanted him to come over and for us to spend time with each other, and he was always focused on business which I love because he's very ambitious, but he made me feel like I was asking too much, right? And one time he looked me in the face and was like, you make me feel like a piece of meat. <laughs> and in my mind, I'm just like, what? I just want, you know, affection. Oh, you're so and, funny. You know, he, he was so serious. And, I, and, I, and I, it dawned on me, we are not very compatible because I want a man that's like, 
yeah, I'm that tender meat that you need in your life. Come here, baby. Like something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. the case may be. And then, and then I actually had him do the love language test and it was number five on his list, physical touch <laughs> and quality oh. time. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah. All right. So yeah. now do you look back and think, oh, we should have communicated that earlier or early on in the relationship? Yes. I mean, I, he knew what my love language was, but he just couldn't change who he was. And I knew that his was words of affirmation, so I constantly poured life into him. But he wasn't able to meet me on that physical and quality time base that I truly needed. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, I dated this guy somewhat recently, not too recent, but he um, he knew my one of my love languages was access service. And, um. You know, I just remember cooking for him throughout the day and, you know, needing my grass cut and, and just kind of hinting towards it. He's like, well, you know, you should, you should outsource that. I'm like, outsource it? Get off your lazy ass and cut my grass, for goodness sakes. I've been cooking for right. you all day. Like, you can't, like, just, I have, like, a little, like, it's not like I have this huge backyard. I have a small property. I, and that just turned me off. Like, oh, that turned me off. So, that was turning off too. Right? Yeah. Pay attention. Listen up, people. <laughs> okay, we're going to come back after this break. Um, how love languages can be used to improve and change the way that you and your partner communicate with one another when we come back. Stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. With me, Laura Bilotta, your host, and my guest tonight is certified matchmaker and founder of NYA Love and Dating Service, She Love. And uh, we're getting back to our chat on how to use the love languages to strengthen and relationship, your relationship, sorry. Here we go. All right. What about communication, Chi? I know you are a big advocate of communication, and so am I. Well, let's start with that. Why is communication so important in a relationship? Uh, yes, it's vital. Everything. It's everything. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. You miss a lot when you don't communicate, right? And I hear people talk about all the time, like, well, um, I don't really know how they're going to um, take what I have to say. Okay, but you won't know unless you try, right? Oh, well, I don't want them to get mad. Yeah, but you holding back doesn't help the relationship go anywhere, right? Here, here's the thing. you You have to take it this way, right? I'd rather you tell your partner too much than not tell them enough, right? Mm-hmm. You never want to be in that position where your partner's like, well, why don't you just tell me that? Well, why can't you just come to me? Because right? that, that creates uncertainty, doubts in the relationship. You want to make sure that you are being as open and as honest and as vulnerable as possible. It's not always easy, but in the end, especially if you're trying to establish a sturdy foundation that will last, you have to be completely open and honest and direct with your partner and let them know what it is that is on your heart, always. Um, there are going to be some conversations that are awkward or uncomfortable. 
<laughs> right? But you need to have them. You need to have them. It's I essential. totally agree. I mean, communication is so important. It's such an important part of a relationship. Um, so much so that, you know, when your communication breaks down, so does your relationship. Like, if you don't have communication, guess what, folks? You don't have a relationship. And we know that dating and relationships can be work at times, right? Or a lot. Um, yeah. But but when you're aware of the differences between men and women and how we communicate, this can really decrease the misunderstandings um, that you guys may have and then really foster empathy and consideration within that relationship. So it's so important. And you know what? I love your rooms on Clubhouse. She is, if you want to find her on Clubhouse, um, it's She Love. And uh, I love, like, I was in your room last night and you were talking to men. I, I was so impressed by the men and how, you know, you were asking them about communication. And, and generally I feel like men have a harder time communicating than women. But what, what's your take on that? Like, how do you, because I know that you do work with a lot of men. So what are you seeing? Yeah, oh, that's such a good question. All these great <laughs> questions. So, honestly, a lot of how they communicate has to be with the, do the, with their past relationships and what they're being taught. Mm. Uh, like, for instance, it kind of frustrates me a little bit when people want to say, oh, well, I saw growing up X, Y, Z, my dad wasn't really around, or I, or my dad was a great communicator, but I didn't really get along with him. People just make up all the stuff about what they saw. And listen, I understand. I get it. How we see our parents or don't see our parents does shape and form into what we see as communicating in relationships and what we see as, okay, this may be an example. But what people need to realize, men and women, but now that we're talking about men, is you are your own man, right? You get to decide how you want your love life to be, right? So regardless of your upbringing, focusing on being transparent, being open, being honest, being true, that is gold. That is what people need from you, especially if you want to build a foundation of trust, right? But what I will say is that there are a lot of men now that I'm seeing that are communicating, right? They're understanding the importance of communication. Not everyone is being open, but the ones that are are definitely seeing a difference in their relationships, and they're having more sustaining long-term relationships, and that's the beauty of it all. Yeah, and another thing to keep in mind um, in relationships is also learning to listen to your partner. Because how often are we listening, but we're not listening? Yes. <laughs> we're pretending to listen, but we're not listening. I've dated several people like that in the past, and that was an issue where I have to keep repeating myself, or I feel like I've spoken to them, and it, I, I thought they were listening, but then when you bring it up again, they're like, well, why didn't you say so? I'm like, what do you mean? I told you three right. times. Why don't you listen to me? Why, why, do, why do some people tune out their partners? Like, do you think that's a personal thing, like a personal issue? Maybe they have ADD, or do you think that they're just not, not interested in what their partner has to say, or what do you think it is? Primarily. I think it's a comp yeah, so I think it's a combination of things, right? But again, people need to make sure that they are listening to understand and not just listening to respond. There's a big difference. Do you are you listening and comprehending the things that I'm sharing with you? Are you just listening to go, uh-huh, uh-huh? Yeah, so this is what I think. No, stop. 
right? Or, or, or honestly, ADHD could have something to do with it. <laughs> but it's not an excuse for everyone, right? It's not an excuse for everyone. I think it's important to truly hear what your partner is saying and sharing with you and not just listen. Be engaged. Be present. Put down your phones. Turn off the TV. Look them in the eye and understand what they're explaining to you. And ask questions if you need clarification so you can make sure that you're on the same page. You know, that's what it's all about. That is what it's or all you're, about. Or you're right. Maybe, like, drop what you're doing and actually look at your at your partner when they're talking to you. I mean, I have a bit of a problem with that sometimes. I haven't been in a relationship for a little while, but I think that was probably one of the one, one of the issues that I have with myself and they may have had with me is that I, I feel like I can multitask. So I'll be, I feel like I'm so busy a lot of the times and I'll be working and <laughs> they're talking to me and they're like, can you look at me? <laughs> I'm talking to you, but I can listen to them and do something else, right? That's the difference. But I think that's important is to maybe drop what you're doing, turn to your partner and look them in the eye when they're talking to you, especially if you have an issue with listening. (laughs) Now, we are going to talk about how love languages can be used to improve and change the way that you and your partner communicate with one another when we come back because we didn't get to it. We'll be right back. Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we are back. This is the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night, and you're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto with myself, Laura Bellotta. I am a date coach and matchmaker, and I'm here with Chi Love, another fellow matchmaker. Uh, we're chatting about the five love languages and how you can use them to improve communication, happiness, and relationships. So let's get back at it. So let's talk about communication. We just kind of briefly spoke about communication, the importance. Can the love languages be used to improve and change the way that you and your partner communicate with one another, and how so? Yes, 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 they can. For instance, um, say you discover that your partner's love language is acts of service, right? When you, when yours is physical touch. So you were always greeting them with hugs and kisses and affection. And that was great. I mean, they were receptive, but if you switch it up and you start doing things around the house or doing things without even having them ask you just to alleviate the load or make their life easier, that, 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 that right there will improve the relationship on so many fronts. Cause now you're speaking a language that they truly understand and that they're going to receive with joy, right? So once you know what it is, hone in on that and start doing things to show them, like, I'm listening. <laughs> I value you. I see you. It's so important. Like, don't just ignore what they're telling you um, because that truly is the, the way that they want to receive love. Um, so you really have to make that effort. I agree 100%. How can love languages be useful for people who are in long-term relationships? And 
who may never have discovered theirs before. Like, do you think that you can still introduce these once your relationship and partnership style has been established? Because there may be people listening today. <laughs> They're like, "Hun, I didn't even know what a love language was. Maybe that's yeah. why we're having issues. That's why we're having problems. Mm-hmm. And that's why I host this show, to educate people, to strengthen people's relationships. I love this conversation today. Uh, I think that love languages play such a huge role in the success of a relationship, and I know that you agree with me. Communication is also at the top of my list. So what do you Mm -hmm. think? Um, Do you think that you can still introduce, obviously you can still introduce, uh, you know, love languages in your relationship um, once your relationship has been established, but maybe, like, how can you go about doing it, you know? Yeah, so... First off, um, <laughs> Laura, this is great because literally it's never too late to learn your love language. Mm-hmm. Never, ever too late, you know. But what you do with that information makes all the difference. So a lot of couples get kind of stuck in the humdrum everyday pattern, right? They become accustomed to each other. They do things a certain way, yada, 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 right? But then if you are just now discovering your love language, you can start applying those love languages and saying, okay, now that I know that your love language is gift-giving, let me start thinking about the things that I know that you like, right? I know your favorite flowers, so I'm just going to bring them to you just because, right? Or when we were walking the other day, you pointed out a sweater that you really liked. You're going to come home. <laughs> it's going to be right there with the note and just, that just says, just because I love you, you know? So yeah. it's never too late, but just apply it. Apply it to your partner and, and watch your relationship blossom in ways that you never knew possible. And there's going to be sometimes, Laura, um, we didn't really touch on this that much, but where there's going to be a breakdown of percentages, right, where you might have 30% this and 32% that for another love language. That means those can go hand in hand. For instance, if it's both acts of service and physical touch, Combine it a little bit, right? Like, oh, let me just vacuum because I know you said you wanted to get to it, but I know you had this project you were, fin- you're fin- you were finishing and weren't able to do. So I'm going to do that in addition to doing this, right? So you're combining things to show them I'm here for you, I value you, because you know that one love language may be just as important as the other. Have fun with it. <laughs> I totally agree. And that quiz that you suggested, does it break down the percentages? It does. It does. And it color codes it. <laughs> oh, I love it. And breaks it down. Yes, yes. And, and anyone can that, do it. What's that URL again? Okay. So it's dot five, and just the number five, not don't spell it out, just five. Yeah. Lovelanguages.com. This has been such an amazing show, Chi. I'm so glad that you joined me today. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for joining us for tonight's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. As you can see, knowing your and your partner's love languages can be a great way to strengthen communication, increase happiness, and ensure that your partner is being fulfilled. Um, And learning about these can also help you build a long, healthy relationship And I have a ton of info on this, too, as well. Um, I wrote a book, Single in the City, From Hookups and Heartbreaks to Love and Life Mates, Tales and Tips to Attract Your Perfect Match, available on Amazon. I do speak about the love languages. Um, Also, if you want to keep the conversation going with Chi after this show, Chi, where can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse. Okay, so you want to spell it out for them so that there's no... It's Chi Love, C-H-I-L-O-V-E. 
That is correct. So my clubhouse handle is C-H-I-L-O-V-E. So Chi space love. And if they want to find me on Instagram, it's N as in Nancy, Y as in Yankee, A as in Apple, love, L-O-V-E, by, B-Y, Chi. B as in Charlie, H as in Henry, I as in Indigo. Feel free to follow me on Instagram and tap in on Clubhouse as well. Yes, tap in on Clubhouse. We do host some amazing rooms on there. We entertain people almost nightly, don't we, Chi? We do. And I love it how you talk about all of the things. Why don't you say it for our audience? Say it for our audience because we have a little time to say it. This is her intro. This is She Love, Certified Matchmaker and Dating Specialist, and I love to talk about all of the things. I love you. (laughs) All right, and if you want to keep the conversation going with myself, you can follow me on Instagram, official Laura Bellotta. You can find me on Instagram as well, Laura Bellotta. You can follow our club on Instagram, Single in the City, and you can go to my website, singleinthecity.ca. Um, if you're looking for matchmaking, day coaching, events, all the above. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Have a great week ahead. See you next week. Ciao for now.